Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Avion, and we are on day four of the round one of the playoffs. Shout out to the NBA playoffs. So thank you for tuning in and making this your number one listen, your first listen of the day. Daily episodes have been coming out and they will continue to come out for the rest of the playoffs. Barring anything crazy happening, like, hey, I'm not going to lie to y'all, we almost didn't record today, only because, I'm going to make this quick too, I'm going to make this a quick episode, because at the moment, I have my daughter in my lap, she woke up, and I know I record these early, early, early in the morning, like 4 in the morning, so she's in my lap, she woke up, I was like, ooh, I was trying to come in the other room and record, wasn't going to let me go by myself, so she's in here, so we're going to try to record this before she wakes back up. Um, game one, we had the Hawks bounce back. We had the Hawks bounce back. They had a much, much, much better showing. At least they put up more of a fight. The box score is going to tell you otherwise. The final score was actually closer than a lot of people are going to want to give it credit to, but the Hawks put up a better fight. Trey Young put 25, 6, and 7. He looked good early on. He looked comfortable um getting to the basket you saw him getting floaters you saw him attacking you saw him looking good aggressively like that the only problem was his shot still isn't falling he, he had a couple it's not like yes Miami playing good defense but he had a couple shots where he was just wide open from the three and he bricked it he's still struggling but um we know we know as as Shaq and Chuck and Kenny and Ernie and all them pointed out at the end of the game when talking to Jimmy Butler, they're like, we know the Hawks play differently when they're at home. They have a really, 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 like, it's this night and day, they're record at home versus away. So we'll see how this game goes. Um, game three goes whenever they're back in Atlanta. Uh, Hunter, Hunter looked good. He got in foul trouble, though. And with Hunter being their best defender, that's not the most ideal situation. But Jimmy Butler was being aggressive, and he was trying to play physical with him, so I understand why he got in foul trouble. But you just got to be more careful than that. Um, And we need you on the defensive side, especially if you're not providing much offense. Yes, he had 16 points, but it was on 6 of 15 shooting, 1 for 5 from the 3. We need better than that. We need more than that. Trey Young needs a second or a third person to step up. Because he has so much, like he has one person stepping up. He needs a third person to step up. Um, Kevin Herter didn't really give you much. He shot poorly, and that's the only thing he's out there for. He's not the best defender. Uh, he can facilitate a little bit. And him and Bogdanovich can both, cause they're t- they got the size. They can both def- I mean, um, they can facilitate a little bit. They're not good defenders, but they can facilitate a little bit. Uh, Kevin Herter had nine, five, and six. Um. Then you had John Collins come back from that injury. I wish I wish he had more time to come back because he looks he doesn't look the best out there. He's playing a ton of minutes. He's playing a ton of minutes coming back off of injury. Didn't really get a lot of run to get warmed up. Didn't get a couple games to be like, okay, get my legs back under. He hasn't played basketball in months and then just come back and jump right into the playoffs. He had 13 and 10. Um, he still, like I said, he looks uncomfortable out there. Uh, Danilo Gallinari played awful this game. He 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 didn't even hit a single field goal. He played 21 minutes, didn't hit a single field goal. DeLon White, uh, I mean right, he played he he played solid. 
Uh, he he came up off the bench. He played solid defense. He gave you some good energy off the bench, but that's about it. Um, Bogdanovich, he he came out firing. Bogdanovich was the best player on the Hawks tonight. He he dropped twenty nine four and three. He was very very efficient. He was shooting the lights out. He just got in foul trouble, but he was shooting the lights out. Um, on Yeto Kongu, um, he's struggling. Struggling. I I know after Clint Capella went down and Onyeka was balling that originally, I was like, okay, maybe they'll be okay because Onyeka's hooping. Onyeka can do certain things. He's not Clint Capella, but he can do certain things to make the Hawks still be solid. Nah, he's he's been he's been struggling a lot. He hasn't really. It's like he's playing. He's not really getting grabbing crazy amount of boards. He's not. Um, getting a crazy amount of blocking thing. He's not protecting the paint on a high level. He's not scoring at a high level. So it's kind of like you're not really doing much on the court, and that's what we need you to do, especially when you're supposed to be making up for Clint Capella. That's why they went with John Collins starting at the five. When usually John Collins go at the four, and you have excuse me, you have um. John Collins at the five. I mean, four. You have uh, Oyeka at the five because Clint Capella's down, but they didn't go with that lineup. They tried to go smaller, space the floor out because we know John Collins can shoot, but John Collins still looks uncomfortable. He's 6'10. He should be. John Collins is still bigger than every Miami player, but he's still coming back from injury, so he was struggling. Going to the Miami side, you have uh, Tyler Hero play okay off the bench. If actually, before we go back, Miami, shout out to Miami, though, because they played, even though I said Kev, I mean, um, Trey Young played better, they played solid defense on them. Trey Young still finished with 10 turnovers, so Atlanta got to work on making Trey Young's life easier. Yes, Trey Young throws a lot of risky passes, but they have to make his life easier because Miami's still blitzing him. Miami's still giving him all the pressure. So the rest of the team got to step up. Coach has to make adjustments to make his life easier. But going back to Miami, you had Tyler Hero give solid minutes off the bench. Um, he wasn't he wasn't shooting the best. Uh, nobody really from Miami was really shooting well, which is why you had the eruption from Jimmy Butler. Uh, Tyler Hero was their second leading scorer with 15. You had Max Struess. He he, you know he had a couple threes. He played. He shot well for his state. I'm talking what I'm talking about now. But you really see the rest of the stars step up. Like usually you'll have Tyler Hero go give you be the leading scorer. Go give you 20. At least secondary leading scorer. You'll go see Bam. You'll see Kyle Lowry. You'll see all of them give you some solid points and everything. And Duncan Robinson, but they didn't They didn't have that tonight. So you had Tyler Hero, like I said, drop 15. Max Struess had a really good game for his, for his standards. He had three threes, 14 points. And then you had Gabe Vincent be the third leading scorer on the team. Or, or the fourth leading scorer on the team, I should say. And that's pretty crazy when you have... Gabe Vincent, Max Struess outscoring Kyle Lowry and what's called Bam. That lets you know how deep this Miami team is. They they play team basketball, as I've said. And then Jimmy Butler tried to make me eat crow. He he did. Jimmy Butler went out and hooped tonight. He he really did. He dropped forty five 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 on crazy efficient sixty percent from the field, fifteen to twenty five, and then four for seven from three. He was hitting threes. He was playing defense. He didn't have no fouls, no turnovers. 
shot 91% from the free throw line. This man was just cooking. He was on a other another level. He started the game off early with a three, and I was like, okay, okay, Jimmy, I see you. And then he gradually kept scoring more and more. He was using he he was being very aggressive, attacking the basket, um, pump faking, getting getting to the line, and drawing fouls, just slashing and attacking and being extremely aggressive. We don't really see Jimmy Butler be this aggressive on a normal. And I know Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler used to be a really good scorer, but we haven't seen it lately. So I thought maybe hey, that score is not there no more. And going based off of last year's playoffs. He played very poorly. He got locked up because he was just trying to just run to the paint. He's trying to rim run, and he couldn't get to the he couldn't get to the paint. He was getting stopped. But it looks like you know his team. He he's made adjustments in the offseason. so I'm gonna give him credit for that. Um, he he made adjustments to the offseason. Looks like his shot got a little better. It didn't look that good in the regular season, but in the postseason he's more comfortable shooting that shot. And people have to respect that if his shots falling on the night like this then it's, it's, it's very tough to stop them, especially when their defense is already being suffocating. You had Bam. Bam played okay, uh, not by Bam standards, by, but by, you know, he didn't really have to do much because Jimmy was already doing it. He had 9-4-3, and three, Kyle Lowry 9-3-2. And, and I don't know. Like, like the, the Miami Heat look scary. I told y'all they look scary. I just don't think them see them as a legit title contender simply because – I don't see Jimmy Butler consistently being able to get you 30, 40. But if he proves me wrong, then shout out to Jimmy. I hope you prove me wrong. I'm always going to be proved wrong. There's When it comes to this stuff, I know a lot of people that talk sports, they hate being wrong. They, even, they'll they move the goalposts every single time. They'll, they'll be wrong, and then they'll move the goalposts, try to make excuses like, no, 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 like this. No, 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 no. Well, he, yeah, he had this, but he played horrible. He did this, this, and this. It's like, not give that man his credit. Give people their credit. You said that they weren't gonna do it, and they did it. Give them their credit. Or you said X, Y, and Z. Hey, I'm, I'm never too proud to, um, what's it called? Go back and be like, hey, it's not happened. I know a lot of people say that hurts your credibility, which I don't understand because like you're wrong a lot. But I'm like, I don't get how being wrong hurts your credibility when you like you're wrong and you admit you're wrong and you keep moving. You're like, hey, and I'm gonna use this, um, data to, uh, for the next for the next time. And we're going to move on to the next thing, and we're going to keep going. Whereas sticking with that same topic, like that's what NBA Twitter and that's what sports media wants you to do, period. Like you say one thing, they want you to stick with it. No, 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 you said this. And like, yeah, I said this because at the moment, he was playing like this. At the moment, he didn't look like he could score. We're going based off last playoffs, couldn't score. This playoffs, man, looking like a bucket. Because just like the same narrative, when he was in a bubble, Boy was cooking. Everybody was like, dang, Jimmy Butler top 10, Jimmy Butler this. Then he got locked up. Everybody was like, ah, oh, nah, Jimmy Butler's overrated. Jimmy Butler stinks. Now he's back hooping again. Jimmy Butler Tim. It just, that's just how it goes. Because uh, what have you done for me lately? Leave. That doesn't take away your uh, your total achievements. And nobody talks about your total achievements. We're talking about at this moment, we don't know if you can get this done. Because last time we saw you in this situation, it didn't work out. So, hey, shout out to Jimmy Butler. Moving on to the next game of the day, um, we had the Grizzlies-Minnesota. Grizzlies came back and punched Minnesota in the mouth. They came out, made their adjustments, and it was all she wrote. Um, Memphis, I liked. I feel like they should have been doing this from the get-go. 
they they basically benched Stephen Adams and gave. I know he did play. He he came in there for like two three minutes something like that. But they they basically gave Stephen Adams a DMV because they just went with a lineup they should have been going with in the first place. Jared Jackson at the five. When you have fives like this. I know, like, I, I understand the double big lineup, but ha- being able to go to adjust at the same time, Jared Jackson at the five. Jared Jackson's like 6'11", so he's he, he's about the same size as Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you're, you're a DPOY candidate, and you're a really good shooter. You put you at the five, it changes the whole dynamic. He hit four threes tonight, and when you have your starting center out there playing elite defense, protecting the paint, while at the same time stretching the floor, it just opens up the entire court. And plus, that gives more shooters on the court. Dylan Brooks out there. Yes, Dylan Brooks didn't hit any threes, but you always have to respect his shot. Um, You have Desmond Bain. Yes, he didn't shoot the best, but again, you have to respect the shot. So you have Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain. You have other players on the court with you that can shoot. And you have when you have Jared Jackson at the five, that spaces up. That spaces the court. Jaw can just drive whenever he wants. You're you're making life easier for Jaw Morant because it's like, hey, if I drive, you're taking the center out the paint. And if he helps, I can kick it out to you and you can hit the three reliably. And I'm always a, I've always been a big component of spacing. I, I I love a shooting five. Like shooting fives are the best to me. Unless if you're not a shooting five, you need to be a elite defensive talent. And if you're not elite, like like if you're like a Rudy Gobert type, Rob Williams type, um, like a Rudy Gobert DPOY candidate, Rob Williams DPOY candidate, Bam Adebayo DPOY candidate. If you're like on one of those levels to where you're playing elite defense, then I'm like okay, you make up for it in other ways. However, if you're like if you're not a DPOY candidate, you're playing good defense. Like let's say somebody like Clint Capella. He's he's a really good defender. Clint Capella is a really good defender. Really good lob threat, really good pick and roller. But somebody like that, I'm like, yeah, I like you. I wouldn't pay you all that money, though. Unless you're on, like, that DPOY status. Like, you're one of the top five defenders in the league. Not even just talking about a big or guard. You're, like, a top five, top, like, ten defender in the league. Then I can, you can get away without scoring. You can get away without shooting. But if you're not a top ten defender in the league and you can't shoot, I don't. I don't really. I'm not the type. I'm like. I understand their 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 purpose, but I personally am not the type to have to prefer a big that can't shoot and isn't a top ten defender. But anyways, um, like I said, we saw Jaw had a scary injury. The Memphis Grizzlies played amazing, but we had we saw Jaw have a um nasty like scary knee to knee injury. But then he came back, and the Grizzlies were already up twenty at the time anyway. But Jaw still came back, hooped for a little bit. Look, just to show the crowd and show the fans that he was fine. And it was just a, it was just total domination. It was total domination. Um, Cat had 15 and 11. He was once again in foul trouble for most of this game. Anthony Edwards had another solid game. He had 20. Uh, Vanderbilt, he, he, he didn't have, he didn't have the best game here. D'Lo kind of got locked up too. Pat Bev, I love you, Pat, but you didn't really give up much either. Either Malik Beasley, Jaden McDaniels, they didn't really have, they didn't have their role players step up like they did last game. Last game we saw Ant go crazy. 
and then we saw the role players step up as well. This game, you see Ant have an okay game. Not a crazy game, but an okay, you know, game. Cat in foul trouble, only getting 15 points because he's on the bench for a good portion of the game. D'Lo struggling. That's when we need the bench players to step up. That's when we need Malik Beasley, who's a supposed to, who can be a 20-point-per-game scorer. That's when we need you to step up and be that 20-point-per-game scorer. That's when we need people like uh, Jaden McDaniels. I know you stepped up last game. That's when we need you to step up a game again and have, like, 15 points. Vanderbilt, I need you to have, like, 10, 12 points. I need these players to step up on this kind of game. That that This is the game they needed you. Um, and But shout-out to the Grizzlies. They, they tied it up 1-1. But Minnesota still has home court advantage now. We'll see how it goes when we're going back to Minnesota, if they can bounce back. We still need to have a big game from Cat Cat. Still owes us one. Maybe he gives us one in Minnesota. And, you know, if he does, shout out to Cat. I hope he does. I'm, I'm expecting him to. I would be shocked if one of these next two games, Cat doesn't have a big game. And then lastly, last game of the day, so we can wrap this up. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Phoenix Suns and still home court advantage. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy how, quote-unquote, one injury can change a series. Very crazy. And I don't want to hear no Suns fans giving no excuses. I don't want to hear them talking about we're hurt. I don't want to hear none of that. In, in all due respect, like I, I just don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. CJ went out there, had almost a triple-double, had 23-8-9. Brandon Ingram went out there with 37-11-9. And first off, nah, not, no no, disrespect to Mikael Bridges. Shout-out to Mikael Bridges. I love Mikael Bridges. He's a that boy. That boy can play deep and that boy can shoot. He, I would want him on my team any day. I just want the narrative. I, I just want to know. I had all these Phoenix fans talking all this talk. Talking all this trash when I was over there hyping up Marcus Smart as defensive player of the year. Under every defensive player of the year post on ESPN, NBA, even under Marcus Smart post, Gary Payton post, every single person that posted about it. Hey, even Mikel Bridges gave shout out to Marcus Smart. But if you look at all those posts underneath it, every single Phoenix fan was like, nah, Marcus Smart didn't deserve it. Marcus Smart got cooked by Kyrie, Marcus Smart be letting people go off at 30, go off at 40, and he, if he's supposed to be DPOY, he, he, he should guard him, and when people be like, and Suns fans like, y'all do realize that we run a switch-heavy offense, so he's not on the best player all the time. If he starts off on Kyrie, but then a screen happens, and then another screen happens, and then another screen happens, guess what, he's not on Kyrie anymore. Um, y'all gotta stop acting like y'all don't watch basketball. Y'all know, y'all, I know Kyrie cooks, and he did cook, but it's not like Kyrie walks down the court, five out offense, isos, Marcus Smart, and then go get the bucket. That's how NBA like media per, like portrays it, and that's not what happens. Like Kyrie comes on court, yes, he 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 comes on court, he gets a pick and roll, then he moves on, or somebody else gets a pick and roll, and then things happen. And then, like, after, like, a switch or two, then he starts going in attack mode. Or right after the first screen, when they're mid-switch, he go or he's trying to fight through a screen, then he shoots the ball. Yes, there's a lot of times he does go down court and score, but a good majority of the time, any of these scores, a lot of them, it's not like they just walk down court one-on-one iso the whole time. Like, we got to stop doing that. 
We got we got we got we got to stop doing that because when you look at the numbers, like Marcus Smart, on, Kyrie only took three shots while guarded by Marcus Smart. He was one for three. Like, come on now, like, 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 like yeah, but Phoenix Suns, you couldn't tell them nothing. They were pushing the narrative. Marcus Smart is overrated. He didn't deserve it. Kyrie killed him and took them dropped to thirty eight. I want that same energy. I want that same energy right now. Brandon Ingram came out and dropped 37, 11, and 9. Where was Mikael Bridges, Phoenix? Where was he? Tell me where he was. Let me know. All right, then. Because after watching that game, people like, oh, well, he wasn't guarding him the whole time. Why not? That's what you told me. That's what you told me, right? He's supposed to be guarding him, right? All right, then. Stop acting like y'all don't watch these games and y'all don't know basketball. Come on, now. Come on now, y'all know better than that. Y'all smarter than that. I know y'all smarter than that. Y'all know switches happen. Y'all know adjustments happen. Y'all know coaching like matters into regard of they tell you what the defense adjustments need to be. They tell you where you need to be. The coach don't always have you there because he's like, hey, yes, I could have you on this guy, but I'd rather you play help defense because we're going to bring a double on this guy. I'd rather you be uh, the, the secondary help because when he tries to kick it out, you playing safety or something. You know what I mean? We want you playing safety. We want you playing corner on the court. That's what we want you to do. And I'm like, come on now. Come on now. Y'all know better than that. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to do better than that, Phoenix. Come on now. But anyways, going back to the game, Val, Val was okay. But going to the Phoenix side, man, wet like a book. Wet like a book. Boy, that boy Je- Devin Booker is such a bucket. He is such a bucket, and we were robbed to see him this second half. We were robbed. That man, Devin Booker, had like 31 in the first half. That boy was bucket, 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 just cooking. Nobody could stop him. That boy was just in his bag, doing whatever the hell he wanted to do, and it was just no stopping Devin Booker. Um, Mikel Bridges played solid with 19. DeAndre Aiden, we need more out of you. Just straight up, we need more out of you. We need more out of you. You demand a max contract. You haven't signed your extension. It's looking spooky in Phoenix at the center position, like either you might leave or something. We need more out of you. You want to be a max player and be paid like a max player? I need you to come out here on the court and hoop like a max player. I need you to come out here and show out. There ain't no reason you should be playing like this. Yes, you're going against Valanciunas. Valanciunas isn't a max player, but you're telling me you're a max player. I need you I need you to come out here. You, I can't have you coming out here getting outplayed, um, DeAndre Aiden. You're a max player. Show me why. Show me why. That's all I need to say. But, yeah, we were robbed out of that D-Book performance. He went down in the second half with a hamstring injury, I believe it was. And we're going to find out more about it. He didn't play the rest of the game. We're going to find out more about it and see if it's serious or if it's not. But, like, it was a close game. It was a close game. And who knows? I don't. I don't want to say it's just because D because who knows the Pelicans were the Pelicans were rolling, but I just can't see it in my heart of heart that with Devin Booker dropping thirty one the first half, coming out in the second half, and possibly giving you another twenty, another fifteen, whatever. Devin Booker was on pace at like forty five, fifty points tonight. And I, I don't. I don't. I don't see him dropping another thirty in the second half. But he he would have probably gave us fifty. I can't in my heart of heart think Devin Booker drops that 50 and the Suns lose. But there's no reason Chris Paul should have been able to get this done. You know why? The media told me Chris Paul's the MVP. Everybody told me that Chris Paul was the Suns MVP. 
the Suns' best player, and everybody kept giving Chris Paul the credit for Devin Booker's growth. Devin Booker grew. Devin Booker played better. Devin Booker started winning. They're like, oh, it's all Chris Paul. Chris Paul wasn't even in those games playing, and Devin Booker was hooping. And people still giving credit to Chris Paul's leadership on the sideline and on the bench, saying that's why Devin Booker's playing so well. Y'all have not given Devin Booker his credit all year. Y'all have been disrespecting this man. And even when he was put in the MVP conversation, people were like, nah, it's all Chris Paul. He doesn't deserve to be here. All this thing. Y'all, I want y'all to keep that same energy. I want y'all to keep that same energy because y'all didn't want to give Devin Booker his credit. And now he goes down. Y'all told me it was all Chris Paul. Y'all told me Chris Paul was the MVP. Devin Booker goes down in a close game. It's not like y'all are going against, like, Golden State. It's not like you're going against a team like that. You're going against the Pelicans. No disrespect to the Pelicans, but you're going against the Pelicans. If Chris Paul, with that roster, can't get you past the Pelicans, then I don't know. Like, you have, if you look at the roster, match-match, take Devin Booker off of him, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson versus – Herb Jones, CJ, B.I., Val, and Hayes. You put both teams right there, a good portion of people are still picking Phoenix with that roster. With those two rosters right side by side, a good portion of people are still picking Phoenix. And you tell me Chris Paul couldn't get that done? Shout out to Chris Paul. He still has 17 and 14, but he shot awful. He shot God awful. And Chris Paul has, everybody, everybody knows, Chris Paul is a maxer of the box score. He knows how to make the box score look good. Even when he plays poorly, he's a master of the box score to the point where his numbers still look good. Chris Paul did not show up this game. I don't care about no 17 and 14. I don't. I don't care about them raw numbers right there. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I know what I saw. And if y'all watch this, y'all know I'm a big numbers guy. I'm a big numbers guy. I pay attention to analytics and everything. But I'm also a what I see guy. I, you, I, I, I'm both. I, li- I like to use both my eyes and the numbers. Chris Paul did not show up tonight. Chris Paul, they, everybody was telling me, like I said, he got this 70-something win percentage. The Suns are X, Y, and Z without Devin Booker. We don't need blah, blah, blah. We'll be fine. All these other things. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Show me. Show me. Show me, Chris Paul. We need to see it. I don't care you. I don't care you older. Y'all told me. Y'all ain't need book. It was all Chris Paul. Y'all told me this Phoenix team's deeper than everybody else. They can win without, and they had this great record without everybody. So y'all don't got Devin Booker on the court. That's that's another knock against his MVP case. They had this great record. They had a top three record in the NBA, percentage-wise, without Devin Booker on the court. So how's Devin Booker really the MVP if that's the case? All right, then. Devin Booker down the court. Why are you losing to the Pelicans? All right, then. Exactly. Like, I, I I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like when y'all don't give people their credit. Um, And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, didn't you just say people can be wrong? They can go back. No, that's not the same thing because, like I said, when I was talking about the Jimmy Butler thing, I'm going – I'm not just – it's not like I just woke up one day and was like, nah, Jimmy Butler. Nah, nah, it's not Jimmy Butler. Nah, the, the the Heat didn't win because of Jimmy Butler. Nah, I was giving Jimmy Butler his flowers all the way in the playing in the playoffs. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. However, and I was giving him his credit during the season. However, when I saw him in the last playoffs, I ain't giving him credit. No, 
I still say Jimmy Butler's a great player. I just don't think he's going to be the player to get it done to the championship. Jimmy Butler's still a great player. You don't hear me say, oh, nah, 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 Devin Booker can't. Nah, 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 it's not Devin Booker. It's not Devin Booker. Like, Jimmy Butler and them should be on the All-NBA. They should, I still gave them their credit, even though like, a lot of people wanted Pascal. They wanted other people. I'm like, you can't just not take off the number one team and not give an All-NBA. Like, come on, now let's let's be realistic. Um, But in this right here, the Chris Paul, I don't understand it. I don't understand Phoenix fans at all. I don't understand. I don't want to hear no excuses. And NBA in the NBA media is not going to give you any excuses, whether it be social media, whether it be sports media, like like television media, like everything like that. Nobody's giving y'all excuse. Nobody's giving y'all a pass. Y'all were talking. Y'all letting people know, and deservingly so, because y'all were hooping. However, you have to keep that same energy. That energy has to be kept. It just does. And I know I said this is going to be a short episode, but look at us. We we we. We 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 end up recording a long episode. She didn't wake up. I'm not gonna push my luck. So, um, this has been another episode of the Athletes Podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. <laughs>